Section 5 of Canned Fruit, Preserves and Jellies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Canned Fruit, Preserves and Jellies. Household Methods of Preparation by Maria Parloa. Selection and Preparation of the Fruit. The selection of fruit is one of the first steps in obtaining successful results. The flavor of fruit is not developed until it is fully ripe, but the time at which the fruit is at its best for canning, jelly making, etc., is just before it is perfectly ripe. In all soft fruits, the fermentative stage follows closely upon the perfectly ripe stage. Therefore, it is better to use underripe rather than overripe fruit. This is especially important in jelly making for another reason also. In overripe fruit, the pectin begins to lose its jelly making quality. All fruits should, if possible, be freshly picked for preserving, canning, and jelly making. No imperfect fruit should be canned or preserved. Gnarly fruit may be used for jellies or marmalades by cutting out defective portions. Bruised spots should be cut out of peaches and pears. In selecting small seeded fruits, like berries, for canning, those having a small proportion of seed to pulp should be chosen. In dry seasons, berries have a larger proportion of seeds to pulp than in a wet or normal season and it is not wise to can or preserve such fruit unless the seeds are removed. The fruit should be rubbed through a sieve that is fine enough to keep back the seeds. The strained pulp can be preserved as puree or marmalade. When fruit is brought into the house, put it where it will keep cool and crisp until you are ready to use it. The preparation of fruit for the various processes of preserving is the second important step system will do much to lighten the work begin by having the kitchen swept and dusted thoroughly that there need not be a large number of mold spores floating about dust with a damp cloth have plenty of hot water and pans in which jars and utensils may be sterilized have at hand all necessary utensils towels sugar etc Prepare only as much fruit as can be cooked while it still retains its color and crispness. Before beginning to pare fruit, have some syrup ready, if that is to be used, or if sugar is to be added to the fruit, have it weighed or measured. Decide upon the amount of fruit you will cook at one time. Then have two bowls, one for the sugar and one for the fruit, that will hold just the quantity of each. As the fruit is pared or hulled, as the case may be, drop it into its measuring bowl. When the measure is full, put the fruit and sugar in the preserving kettle. While this is cooking, another measure may be prepared and put in the second preserving kettle. In this way, the fruit is cooked quickly and put in the jars and sealed at once, leaving the pans ready to sterilize another set of jars. If the fruit is to be preserved or canned with syrup, it may be put into the jars as fast as it is prepared. As soon as a jar is full, pour in enough syrup to cover it. If several people are helping and large kettles are being used for the preserving, 
or where fruit like quinces and hard pears must be first boiled in clear water the pared fruit should be dropped into a bowl of cold water made slightly acid with lemon juice one tablespoonful of lemon juice to a quart of water this will keep the fruit white all large hard fruit must be washed before paring quinces should be rubbed with a coarse towel before they are washed if berries must be washed do the work before stemming or hulling them the best way to wash berries is to put a small quantity into a colander and pour cold water over them then turn them on a sieve to drain all this work must be done quickly that the fruit may not absorb much water do not use the fingers for hulling strawberries a simple huller can be bought for five cents if practicable pare fruit with a silver knife so as not to stain or darken the product the quickest and easiest way to peel peaches is to drop them into boiling water for a few minutes have a deep kettle a little more than half full of boiling water fill a wire basket with peaches put a long-handled spoon under the handle of the basket and lower into the boiling water at the end of three minutes lift the basket out by slipping the spoon under the handle plunge the basket for a moment into a pan of cold water let the peaches drain a minute then peel plums and tomatoes may be peeled in the same manner if the peaches are to be canned in syrup put them at once into the sterilized jars they may be canned whole or in halves if in halves remove nearly all the stones or pits for the sake of the flavor a few stones should be put in each jar when preparing cherries plums or crab apples for canning or preserving the stem or a part of it may be left on the fruit when preparing to make jelly have ready the cheesecloth strainer enameled colander wooden spoons vegetable masher measures tumblers preserving kettles and sugar if currant jelly is to be made free the fruit from leaves and large stems if the jelly is to be made from any of the other small fruits the stems and hulls must be removed when the jelly is to be made from any of the large fruits the important part of the preparation is to have the fruit washed clean then to remove the stem and the blossom end nearly all the large fruits are better for having the skin left on apples and pears need not be cored there is so much gummy substance in the cores of quinces that it is best not to use this portion in making fine jelly end of section five recording by linda johnson